title of this message today is receiving. Receiving from God, being in a position to receive from God. And um, there's three things that you have to know to receive from God. There's, there's lots of things that you need to know, but I, I believe everything is literally swallowed up in these three categories, if you will. That things that we need to know, number one, but we need to experience and we need to be able to receive in our lives so that we can receive from God. That there's not things in our lives that are hindering us from receiving from God. So I want to look at these three things today, and I want to start in Matthew chapter 6. I just have a few verses I want to read today. And a point I want to end this service with of encouragement to you about receiving from God. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you... Have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in in a secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have need of before you ask Him. God knows the things that you have need of before you even ask Him. So before you ask, expecting to receive, He already knows what you need before you ask. It's not like you're asking Him and He had no idea that you had need of that. He already knows what you have need of. So, There's something in this prayer, in this model prayer, that I think is key, and and it's number one on the list of, of the three things that we need to know to receive from God. Verse 9 says, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Notice that verse 10, and what verse 10 says, is a prerequisite to verse 11. So in verse 11 in this prayer, this model prayer that Jesus gave His disciples, it was to ask Him for manifestation. Lord, give us 
this day our daily bread. They're asking for something. But in verse 10, what's first needed is the will of God. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The will of God has to be known in a person's life, number one, to be able to receive. The Bible clearly tells us to ask and we shall receive. But a prerequisite to the asking here is knowing what the will of God is. You and I have to know that it's God's will for something, and when we know that it's God's will for something, then something begins to happen for us. We begin to get the results and receive the results. Everybody say, receive. If, if Brian's sitting up here on the first front row, not if he is, he is sitting on the front row. <clears throat> Brian's sitting here on the front row. If, if, I, if I have a ball in my hand and he sees that ball and he really likes that ball, if I throw it to him, he's on the receiving end of what I've given to him, right? Well, the will of God is what God has given to us because His will is His Word. And His Word reveals to us everything that God has done. So when I know through His Word what His will is, then I'm expecting to receive what belongs to me. If I told Brian that I have a ball that I bought for him and I'm giving it to him, well, then if he knows that I bought him that ball and it's his, he's just now waiting. You know, how long, Brian, he's sitting over there thinking, how long is he going to carry that ball? It's mine. He said he bought it for me. I want it. I want it now. Why? And, and so he begins to have this expectation and almost like this kind of uh, pushiness about him that he wants that ball. And so finally, I, if I've walked with that ball long enough, he goes, Pastor, throw me my ball. See, because now it's his. Because he realizes that God gave it because God said thus and so. If I tell Brian it's his ball, then it's his ball, and he knows it because he knows I'm a man of my word. If I tell him it's his ball, I bought it for him. I'm not going to buy it for him and then keep it because I figured, you know, the longer I've carried it, I really like the way it feels, and it's going to be mine. No, it's his. So he's expecting to receive. And when is that receiving going to come? Today? Tomorrow? Am I going to give him the ball that I've already told him that is his? Next week? Am I going to wait 10 years to give him the ball? When I know, when I know, God knows what his will is. He said he knew what his will was for me before I even asked. So when people think that God is holding something back, God's not holding anything back in our lives. God is wanting us to get to a place where we know that it's His will that we have a right to receive whatever it is that belongs to us. Now, I want to confirm that just in a number of different verses of Scripture. Look at Ephesians 5. And verse 17. 
Therefore, do not be unwise. Don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be unwise. So it's unwise not to know what the will of God is in our lives. So I don't want to be unwise. I want to be wise. I want to walk in the wisdom of God. And that begins with understanding what the will of God truly is. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And verse 16. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. For who? For you. Say, for me. So the will of God on a day-to-day basis, this is kind of a daily recipe for experiencing and knowing and developing the will of God for your life. This is the will of God in action for your life every day. People say, well, you know, I just don't know what the will of God is. Right here. Here it is. Do we take the Bible literally when it tells us this is the will of God for you? Not for the next person, but for you. That means for everybody. And it's what? Rejoice always. When you're always rejoicing, then you can't complain. Right? Pray without ceasing. Does that mean we just, for 24 hours a day, we just let everything else go and we just get on our knees and pray nonstop and never sleep or anything else? No. Talking about here having a mind of prayer. Because what true prayer is, if it's in its truest definition, is connection and communication with God. So God wants you and I not just communicating with Him on Sunday morning. He wants us communicating with Him on a day-to-day basis. So when I'm aware of Him all the time, do you think that things could go better in my life if I'm, if I'm connecting with Him, learning and developing that connection day-to-day? This, see, this is, this is the will of God day-to-day to develop the ultimate plan for His life for you. See, because if I, if I can hear His voice, if I can understand the things that He is trying to get over to me, then I can walk those things out. I don't, I don't think it's as much a doing issue with people as it is a hearing issue and being confident in the fact that they hear, and I'll back that up in just a moment. Pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks. And Matt, I'm, I'm telling you right there, there are some absolutes. Rejoice always, that means always. Pray without ceasing, that means without ceasing. And in everything, and that means everything. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ for you. So that's day to day. That's a day to day development of our life. And I I just tell you, the more you practice those three things, all day, every day, the better and more connected that you get with God. It's not a laboring. It's not a law. It's not this heavy thing we put on ourselves that we have to do. It's something that develops our connection with God. And if you want to be more connected and on the receiving end of the things that God has for you, you'll practice these things. What does that mean? It means that when the opportunity to complain 
arises, then you'll do what rejoicing is. I was, I was defining rejoicing the other day. In, in the Hebrew, the word rejoice is brighten up. So when you want to complain and you've you got a frown on your face, to rejoice is to brighten up. So you've got to practice that. And I'm telling you, you got lots of, everybody's got tons of opportunities to practice. Brighten up. Everybody smile. You know, and it, it might be a fake smile for a while. Okay, so just fake it till you make it. Right? So fake smile. That's, that's what you do day to day, you know, till it becomes real. And then, and then it's several other things like leaping and spinning around and shouting and there's four or five or six different things that define what rejoicing is. So when you want to regress and be ugly and do whatever, it's time to spin around, shout and rejoice and give God glory and praise. Yeah, but I, I don't know about all that. You, you, you find out about it. You, you don't know about it because you don't do it. You don't practice it. You don't develop it. And the more we develop it, the more we get connected to God, the more we know what the will of God is so that we're on the receiving end of what God wants to do for us. I'm telling you, God wants to do more for you than you think He does. I promise you. Amen? 1 John chapter 5. This is a great two verses. 1 John 5 and verse 14. And in here lies the first and then the second thing that must take place or must be in place in our lives to receive. And this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Number two is, we've got to be confident that He hears us. Number two is that we've got to be confident that He hears us. Verse 15, and if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of Him. So, you know, that, that passage of Scripture um, is pretty absolute about receiving from God. And when you first read that, and I've read this passage for years and years and years, when you first read it, okay, you, can at, you, you look at that, I think, or some people do, and so you think about that as, all right, is it the will of God for you know, me to be wealthy. Yes, it's the will of God. And if you ask God for being wealthy, then man, that's going to come to pass in your life. And you, I'm wealthy in the name of Jesus. Well, it is. The Bible's very clear. The Bible talks more about wealth than it talks about anything else. Anything. It talks more about wealth and faith than anything else. The Bible does. If you do studies like, that way. But, but the key thing about about the will of God here is what number two is. That you have confidence that He's hearing what you're saying. That's the key. You know, 
that you have confidence that you hear and you know that something is the will of God. It's not just something that your flesh wants, and so you're trying to confess your way to the manifestation of something that may not even be the will of God for your life. But when I have confidence, number one, that I can hear Him, and then, then He hears what I'm saying, and what I'm saying is what He's already told me is mine, then I have what I say. I'm going to say that again. When what I'm saying is what He has already said is mine, that's where I get what I say. Not me just saying a bunch of fluff and a bunch of stuff that sounds good, but yet not really believing that He's hearing and receiving what I'm saying. Because the receiving in for me is based on whether He's really receiving what I'm saying is real. Because if it's not real, then it's not faith. Because I haven't daily developed some things according to 1 Thessalonians 5 there, about um, rejoicing always and praying without, without ceasing and in all things giving thanks. If I've not developed that day to day, then there's, there's not this, this connection that is being formed in my relationship with God. So I really don't know how to hear Him. I'm just going through the motions of my Christianity. And, and we've all gone through the motions of Christianity and, and, and our existence with God on a day-to-day. We've all gone through the motions and, ex- and, and, and had to deal with things and had to learn to grow up and, and, and develop our lives. We've all had to deal with certain issues. But God doesn't want us to stay that way. He wants us to get more connected with God. And He wants, to be con- he wants us to be confident in our ability to hear Him and then knowing that what we're saying, He's receiving. Because what he receives is what he's told us is so. So I'm telling you, in the days in which you and I live in, it is vital that we know how to hear God. It's vital that, that through the process of, on a day-to-day basis of developing connection and relationship with God, that we truly know that we hear him. Do you know today some things that you know for a fact are the will of God? In your life. Can you say yes? You know some things that are the will of God, and yet you've not seen those things manifested yet. Okay? Think about that for a moment. So I'm just going to read that passage one more time. Now this is the confidence. I'm I'm going to say this. I'm going to read this personally to you for myself. Now, this is the confidence that I have. I have confidence today that the things that I'm asking God according to His will, I have confidence that He hears what I'm saying because I believe that what I'm saying is what He's told me is so, and it's mine. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So everything that's happening in heaven is what is to be God's will for me, but then it's got to be broken down personally for each one of us so that we have that intimate intimate relationship with Him. Yes? And and, And I'm removing the if right here. I'm not removing it from the Scripture. I'm removing it for me personally, and I'm saying this. I know that He hears me in the things that I've asked, And I know today that I have the petitions that I've asked from Him. I know it. 
And that's where God wants you and I on a day-to-day basis. He wants that being developed in us that we know the things that we're asking Him are not just a waste of time. We're asking Him things that are His will for our life. I'm telling you, He wants His will manifested in you more than you do. I'm confident of that. John 15 and verse 7. John 15 and 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. So I'm saying this to you today. God's Word is God's will. God's Word is His will. And God has given us everything that we need to pertain to life and to live godly in this life. He's given us everything that we need. He's given us His Word, which is His will, and He's given us the third part of the triune being, the Holy Spirit, to reveal the Word. So, as I'm ministering the Word to you, faith and confidence in God comes from hearing, but hearing comes from the Word. So as I'm, as I'm giving you and, and ministering a message to you, this message will touch every single one of you, but it'll touch you in a different way. And, and it's my responsibility to deliver this Word today from God, but then it's your responsibility to allow the Holy Spirit inside of you to reveal to you what it really means to you. Because God has a purpose and a plan for this revelation and understanding of His will, of, of God's will, and your ability to hear Him, and your confidence that He hears you, that's His plan for your life. And the Holy Spirit will reveal to you how that works for you. It's going, to work, it's going to work for all of us the same way, but yet differently. Because we have different personalities, we have different backgrounds, we come from different places, we think differently. You know, you can say, you, you, can, you can say, I can say ketchup. And if I lined up all of you in here today and said, what's the first thing that comes to you when I say ketchup? You're going to have a plethora of different ideas and and explanations that come from your background. Right? Somebody give me something about ketchup. <laughs> French fries, there's three. Hot dogs, there's four. Hamburgers, that's five. 
Tacos, ooh, yeah, see? That's, that's a man after my heart. I love ketchup on tacos. Where the crud do you get that? I don't know. Just grew up that way. My brother put ketchup in cereal. No, he wasn't. Still isn't. <laughs> a Texan wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, you see, everybody thinks different. Everybody. And that's why we've got to be able to hear what the Holy Spirit reveals to us about our life and about this word being preached to you. What is God saying to you? Well, you know, Pastor, I'm not sure if I totally agree with what. Okay, that, that's fine. You can't just take what I say, even though if you've been here long enough, if I'm saying things that are a bunch of junk, then you shouldn't be listening to it anyway. But, but you can't just take it because I said it. You've got to let the Holy Spirit reveal to what, what He really wants you to know about what I'm saying. So I'm just giving you a piece, just a nugget for you to take your pick and shovel and go dig those nuggets out of the truth of God's Word. It's a beautiful, it's beautiful the way God set it up. But you don't see it till you allow the developing to happen. You know, and as it, as it continues to develop, you want more of that. Amen? So His Word is His will. And if you abide in Him, and His words abide in you, then, then you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Why? Because your desire will be the result of His desire because you've taken up residency in God and you're spending more time listening inward than you are trying to figure things out outward. Because the things in the natural will be worked out if we listen to God on the inside. He worked it out that way. Hebrews 10 and verse 36. And this is number three. Things that have to be in place to receive. And this really has to be in place. But I want to give you a little light on this today. For you have need of endurance. You have need of endurance, of patience and endurance. So that after you have done the will of God you may receive the promise. Everybody say after. What's after me? means after. <laughs> so after you've done the will of God, then you receive. We, we, we want to acknowledge that we have a need. We want to pray to God, oh God, help me. God, give me the situation and, and fix the situation. And then we want to receive right then. And yet, the will of God is not known in me. I've got to know what the will of God is for me. We just read the different scriptures. I've got to know what the will of God is. And right here he says, you have need of endurance. Well, Pastor, but I'm just not that way. I just, you know, I'm just, I don't endure very well. I've got to have things now. Well, if you want to receive from God, you've got to get over it. Amen? So what do you have to do? You have to develop it. 
You have to develop endurance and being patient and being calm. Patience and endurance and calmness go together. And you know what else goes with patience and endurance? Peace. Peace is the proof of my victory. Francis Frangipan wrote that in a book that I've read probably every year, once or twice for years and years. Peace is the proof of my victory. Peace is the proof that I'm victorious and that I'm on the receiving end of what God has for me. And you have to have endurance. And you have to develop a calmness and a peace about your life to endure. Okay? But I want to end this message with this verse today. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10 and verse 27. Mark 10 and 27. But Jesus looked at them. Actually, you know what? I I hesitated for a minute. Um, I didn't plan on looking at this. But hold your place right there because we're going to read that. But, but go one page over and look at Mark 9 and 23. And then we'll read 10, 27. <clears throat> Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And this is a father that had come to Jesus about his child being tormented by demons. And his disciples could do nothing about it. And Jesus told his disciples in verse 29, So he said to them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. In other words, consecration. The things, as as it reads here, if you, if you can believe, all things are possible to them that believe. And you know what the Father's response was here? I believe, but help my unbelief. So, I, I want you to think about this today. <clears throat> and I'm trying, I'm trying to finish this. Um, but look at 1027. And then I'm going to come back and kind of tie these two together. I just saw something here. Jesus looked at them and said, with men it's impossible, but not with God. Everybody say, but not with God. God. Let's all say those four words together. The, the, The four are, but not with God. Let's say it together. Ready? Say it. But not with God. Say it again but not with God. Come on, everybody, one more time. But not with God. With men it's impossible, but not with God. In the natural realm, on the outside, out here in the world, okay, with men it's impossible, but not with God. See, not with God. 
<clears throat> so, is our tendency with, but not with God, to just say, okay, that's right, so I just give it to God. So then I back off and I do nothing, and I'm just giving it to God, and God's going to fix it and figure it all out. No, God's had it all figured out before you and I were even thought about. Everything's figured out in his mind, in his kingdom. He's not in charge on planet Earth. Who would serve a God that's the ruler of this mess? The earth is his, the fullness thereof, the silver, the gold is all his. But he gave authority on earth to the sons of men. And now through the blood of Jesus and through Jesus Christ, you and I have the ability to live in peace of mind. We have the ability to live in the will of God. We have the ability to live prosperous and healthy and on top and not underneath. We have the ability to do that. But there's three things that I'm telling you today that you have to have, and they have to be worked out. You've got to know what the will of God is. And if you don't know the will of God for your life, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about a career. I'm talking about what the Bible says, just different scriptures. There's, there's hundreds of scriptures that talk about the will of God. I've just given you a few of them today. But one of, one of the things that's the will of God that's more important than you just seeking after a career or trying to make money or anything else, one, one key thing day to day that's the will of God is to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. Because from that, things begin to be revealed and things will begin to manifest in your future, your careers, and everything else. But he said, in this passage right here, he said, with men it's impossible, but not with God. And what's the, less, the last part of that? Nothing is impossible with God. Absolutely nothing is impossible with God. And so, I want you to think about two things today as you leave here. I asked you a minute ago, are there things that you know that's the will of God for your life that you've not seen manifested yet, that you've not seen come to pass yet? How many can, just, just lift a hand and you can say that you have things that you've not seen come to pass yet, okay? So, don't, don't raise your hand, but let me ask you this question. How many, would, how many of you would say that the thing that I know is the will of God, but yet I don't see it manifesting, it seems impossible. And I don't really see how this thing is going to work out. So, if that's your mindset, you don't see how it's going to work out, then more than likely, it's probably 10 years down the road. Right? But what's impossible with men is not impossible with God. In fact, nothing's impossible with God. So everything can happen if it's the will of God. True? So what would seem like could take 10 years naturally, could it happen in 10 months? 
or 10 weeks or 10 days or 10 hours from now? If you know the will of God, and if this confidence that you have that you can hear God because you're developing it, it's not like you, you don't graduate to hearing God. You have the ability, if you're born again today, you have the ability to hear God right now. Right now, you have the ability to hear God. So are you developing that? And so let me, let, let me ask you two questions in this hearing development. Number one, what are you listening to? And number two, what are you meditating on? And I'll answer number two. You're meditating on what you're listening to. I turned on something on the television the other day on some news channel. What was it? I can't remember what it was I was listening to. Who it was I was listening to. Oh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a news channel. It was, a, it was an email I got. And this email was about the future something onslaught of the nation and the financial realm and all these kind of things. And, and I've done some study about where we're at, you know, where the country's at and where the, the financial world is. And, you know, in the natural, it's bleak. There's a lot of bleak things about the future financially. But as I was reading this article, what I heard was, what I heard, I heard this. Did I tell you to read that? That's what I heard. Did I tell you to read that? You know why? Because if I would have kept reading that, that's where my meditation would have been. And where I need to be, what I need to be meditating on is the will of God. And how do you develop a meditation of the will of God? You develop every day by when there's 101 things to not rejoice about, you choose to rejoice. When there's things robbing your attention and your connection with God, you, you pull away from those things and you, you start connecting in a greater way to God. Right? Because in that connection, you begin to pray. You begin to be prayer-minded. You're, you're meditating on, on your connection and what God is saying. And I tell you what, the thankful thing is a weapon, man. Being thankful is a weapon. I'm telling you, there's a, there is everybody sitting here today, you could have all kinds of things to not be thankful for, from relationships to what, what other people have done to you to what you could be ungrateful about the government and this thing. I mean, you could be so ungrateful about everything. Yeah, but Pastor, you don't know all this stuff. It doesn't matter because that's out there, okay? It doesn't mean we can't, we're not a part of out there. But if you're ruled by out there instead of being ruled by in here, you're not going to know the will of God. And I promise you, you won't endure to the end. You'll give up. 
you'll get frustrated and you'll throw in the towel and you'll get tired of waiting when your manifestation could have just been 10 hours away. Those that don't quit, they reap. Yeah, but pastor, I've already quit. No, 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 no. I'm talking about today. I don't care what you've quit in the past. Old things are passed away and everything is brand new. Huh? Paul said, one thing I do, not going to let the past affect my future. I'm going to meditate today what the will of God is. I'm going to fulfill the plan and the purpose and the destiny that God has for my life. Receiving from God. Knowing the will of God. Being confident that you hear Him and that He hears what you say because what you say is what He's told you to say and to ask for. And those desires are His for your life. Wow. And endurance is the key to your success and it's the key to you living a life receiving from God. And I tell you, this isn't just a message. It's reality. It's the Word of God. The Word of God is the will of God. Amen? It's the will of God. And in that ninth chapter, and I'll just end with this, that I just read to you, ninth chapter in the 23rd verse. If you can believe all things are possible to him that believes. God, I believe, but help my unbelief. And I tell you what, that's not a faithless prayer. You know what that is? That's an honest prayer. Because really what he was saying, he said, you know what? I believe that you believe that, and I want to believe that, but man, I'm struggling with unbelief. And you know what? God knows that. God knows. He, he knows before you said you have unbelief that you have unbelief. He knows those things. And He knows the things that we need. Man, as we come before Him and be honest with Him about our hearts, it's amazing how you can get so connected and your relationship becomes so real and pure with Him. But you know what? When you know what you're standing for and you're believing for is real, and it's on the inside, it's done. It's done. And so in your thanking, in your thanking Him daily for what He's promised you, you know it's coming to pass. And I'll just tell you right now, Maybe it's time to get 10 years out of your mind and start having this expectation for, I'm just, you know, I'm not, not an a absolute or accurate number, but I'm just talking about beginning to believe that God really wants that for you, the thing that you, that you desire to have. 10 months from now, 10 weeks, 10 days. by this time tomorrow. But see, that is between you and God. And the more expectation you have, the more you find yourself in that position to receive. Amen?